Hey, I'm Nicole Ferraro, a contributing editor at Light Reading. Welcome to What's the Story, a short podcast where we take a step back from the most significant topics in telecom to tell you the latest news, how we got here, what it all means, and what to expect next. This week on the show, we're talking about mobile money with Paula Gilbert, editor of Light Reading's sister site, Connecting Africa. Paula has been reporting on the mobile money industry in Africa, including new partnerships between telcos and banks, the pandemic's impact on the sector, and more. She's here to tell us more about the mobile money industry in Africa, what it all means, why it matters, and what's likely to happen next. This podcast is sponsored by Comcast Technology Solutions. Backed by Comcast's 20-plus years in the broadcast and streaming industries, Comcast Technology Solutions provides the technology stack and expert guidance that allows Tier 1 media companies worldwide to manage their content from post-production through delivery. Uh, Paula, welcome back to the show. Thank you for joining me. Thanks so much for having me back on the podcast, Nicole. I'm very happy you're here. So what is the story with mobile money in Africa? Can you give us some general background on the industry sector and its significance overall? Yeah, so I'm sure that for Americans and Europeans, the concept of mobile money maybe seems a bit strange. But in Africa, it's such a common way for people to make payments and send money to friends and family. So Kenya was really the birthplace of mobile money with Safaricom launching M-Pesa in 2007, initially as a way for people in the cities to send money back to relatives in rural areas without the risk of sending physical cash. Um, I think what you need to understand is that in lots of African countries, having a bank account is not the norm. The World Bank still estimates Mm -hmm. there are over 300 million people in sub-Saharan Africa that don't have access, access to traditional financial services and remain unbanked. Globally, there are actually 1.7 billion adults who are still unbanked, but two-thirds of them have mobile phones. So mobile money gives them a way to transfer money from one person's phone to another without needing a bank. So in its most basic form, you take your cash to a mobile money agent. They convert it into electronic funds on your SIM card, and then via SMS, you transfer the money to someone else who then visits their local agent and withdraws the cash on the other side. You don't need an expensive smartphone because the systems were originally designed to work on SMS and USSD technology for feature phones, Um, but they have evolved over time and now offer smartphone app options as well as payments via QR codes. So financial inclusion in Africa has really been boosted by mobile money services over the years. Um, According to a recent GSMA report, Sub-Saharan Africa has over 469 million registered mobile money accounts, and they added 50 million new accounts just in 2019. Africa remains the epicenter for mobile money, but around the world, there are over a billion mobile money accounts, and the industry processed almost $2 billion per day in 2019. By 2023, they expect annual transactions to be more than $1 trillion. So it's certainly not small change. No, definitely not. <laughs> so M-Pesa was the first, but now almost every African mobile operator has its own version. There's MTN Mobile Money, Orange Money, T-Cash, Airtel Money. I can go on and on. Okay. Um, what we're seeing also is the COVID-19 pandemic has actually accelerated the adoption of mobile financial services across African markets as people shy away from using physical cash. The trend was also helped um, by a move by many African operators to waive mobile money fees during the first few months of the health crisis, but some have mm-hmm. now brought these fees back. 
Okay, gotcha. So let's talk about some of those operators and the major players in mobile money. Uh, I know in August, we saw new partnerships between Airtel and Standard Chartered, as well as MTN and Echo Bank. Um, why do these partnerships matter? What other players are shaping mobile money in Africa? Yes. So I think interoperability has always been an issue in the mobile money space because at first you couldn't send money to someone on another network who was using a different service. So it really limited people. There's also a lot of fintech players with independent mobile wallets, which can also complicate things. So recently we've seen more deals between operators to allow transfers um, across services. So for example, since 2018 in Ghana, you can send and receive money between Airtel Tigo, MTN and Vodafone, which wasn't possible before. And there are lots of other examples of this in other countries. We're also starting to see more collaborations between telcos and banks, as you mentioned. So we're seeing banks come on board. And although mobile money was created for the unbanked, Partnerships like the one between Airtel and Standard Chartered mean that now you can transfer money straight from a bank account to a mobile money account, and you don't have to wait in a queue at a bank or at a mobile money agent. I think it's also a good way for the banks to recruit customers um, who previously maybe didn't have a bank account because they only used mobile money. The banks really can't afford to not embrace digitization because they risk being replaced by fintech startups and mobile services from operators. So... For example, the Airtel and Standard Chartered deal is now live in Kenya, Tanzania, Uganda, and Zambia. And they're also planning to collaborate on more financial service products later this year. Okay, awesome. So what's ahead for mobile money in Africa? What trends or stories are you going to be watching in the coming weeks and months? Yeah, so I think the trend we're seeing now is an evolution from mobile money 1.0 to mobile money 2.0. Um, we're moving beyond just payments and basic money transfers. So, so many operators are now investing heavily in mobile financial services in general. And we're seeing operators getting into insurance, phone financing, lending, and even planning investment and savings products. So, Telcom South Africa recently started offering insurance and loans. Orange launched a digital bank in West Africa recently. Uh, Vodacom and Safaricom have seen success in nano loan products in Tanzania and Kenya and SME loans in South Africa. Uh, we also have a lot of talk about the launch of what they're calling super apps by the big players. Mm. So that's a multi-purpose app in the style of China's Alipay or WeChat. So in July, Vodacom announced it was planning a financial services super app in partnership with Alipay. So the idea is not only payments, but also a marketplace for goods and services. Uh, MTN CEO also talked about turning the telco's messaging uh, platform, Ioba, into a messaging-centric super app, which would do everything from messaging to payments and business-to-consumer integration. So overall, I think what we're seeing is a lot of innovation and transformation of mobile money into a holistic mobile-based financial services ecosystem. So I expect this trend to continue and the operators to keep launching new financial services to their customers going forward. Awesome. Thank you so much, Paula, for explaining all of that. I'm looking forward to reading your stories on mobile money and everything else going forward. Okay, thanks. Thank you so much, Paula Gilbert, for taking the time to talk with me today. You can keep up with all of her stories about mobile money and more at Light Reading sister site, Connecting Africa. Thank you as well to our producer, Pierre Landrio, for making this episode. And thank you all for listening. If you'd like what you heard, please leave us a review, share this episode with a colleague or friend, and subscribe to the Light Reading Podcast for more interviews and insights from the team. That's the story for now. We'll be back next week. This podcast is sponsored by Comcast Technology Solutions. 
Backed by Comcast's 20-plus years in the broadcast and streaming industries, Comcast Technology Solutions provides the technology stack and expert guidance that allows Tier 1 media companies worldwide to manage their content from post-production through delivery.